on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not at all, 10 being incredibly shocked, Josh, where were you when I texted you and actually had came had come through, came through on a guest last night? Where were you uh, on that 1 to 10 scale? Yeah, probably, definitely on the surprise portion of the scale, probably like a 6. I don't know that I was totally probably shocked, because, but I was a little surprised. Yeah. Also because we had kind of mentioned it in passing, right? We're like, hey, we should do that tomorrow. And when you came through with, with Coach Jones, I was like, Let, let's see if we can't get Coach Blankenship on. So, as promised, we're going to do a little high school football talk in the 10 o'clock hour. Let's go! Now, I will say, there's two to maybe I would say three, and I only say three because I texted a number I had for Kirk Frederick, and I'm about 99% sure it's not his same phone number. <laughs> I'm like, ah, uh, because when anytime that text goes in green, Josh, you know, it's like a 50-50 proposition. Like, I got a friend of mine that when I text him, it's always in green, right? And I didn't know that was a thing anymore. Got a couple, and he's like, whoa, you recently made that. Well, I say recently. How long has it been since you went iPhone? What are we on, like two years now? Gosh, yeah, that's a good question. Because uh, mm, you were a green texter for a while. I know. F- feels recent, but, yeah, I mean, it's probably been at least a year. <laughs> but we we have – so when I, my point is when I send a text to someone and it's green, I'm usually like, uh, there's no way this is the right number. <laughs> no, no way at all this is the right number. But we'll see. So Bill Blankenship at 10.05 today to talk Owasso and by the way Bill Blankenship great football mind so when the Owasso coach joins us at 10.05 we'll talk just about his take on college football I mean the man coached for a while at the University of Tulsa was an assistant there probably could have stayed in the college game if he wanted decided to go back to high school and is watching all of his his sons succeed in the coaching industry for the most part and as a wealth of experience in college football. So we'll preview that Norman North Owasso matchup with Bill Blankenship and Justin Jones. And the invitation has been extended for the debut of Coach Beller, Washington Warriors, on the program. Now, here, here's part of the reason why it hasn't happened yet, because uh, I, I didn't realize how easy it might have been to just be able to get a contact for him. <laughs> I've just kind of been lazy. I'm treating it like I'm, uh, I'm trying to – get like a a politician on the show. Whose people do I need to go through to make sure I can get Coach on the show? It's like you, you can email him. It's what you can do. So we'll see. And and Coach Montgomery got a, got a note out to him too. So I told you, Josh, I don't know what happened this past week. Something something triggered in me. I think I was um, – I, I might have been – like I said, I think I was listening to, to you on with Tyler or something. You guys got into – a high school playoff conversation, football conversation that got me feeling nostalgic, maybe watching Brit, uh, Bixby and Jinx a couple weeks ago, maybe knowing the talent here in this state. I'm pretty fired up. I'm no, I won't lie, Josh. I'm, you got me all fired up for high school football now, so we'll spend some time on it in the 10 o'clock hour. Let's go. Good, as you should be. I'm very happy to hear that. Let's do it. Are you excited for your call tomorrow night? How could I not be, man? Stay quarters. Let's go. Has the, is this the first time? Because I, I mean, is this the first time that Norman North has hosted a playoff game 
in a while? Or is this one of those where someone is like, they just did it last year, you dope? Yeah, no, uh, they they hosted Norman, I think, a couple of years ago. But in, in this type of situation to where, you know, that was the, the COVID season and, and they weren't hosting because they weren't hosting like you would traditionally host, right, if that makes sense. They hadn't, quote-unquote, earned that sort of a, a buy, so to speak. And so this is the first time since the – 2016 season i i would say in kind of this capacity so it's it's been a minute yeah all right so it's a it's a thursday edition we're at cavens and i'm sneaking in some high school football playoff talk um i have heard by the way to get to saturday from two people that i'm excited to talk to uh tom luganville has reached out we're going to talk a little bit about what he's seeing as he prepares for this game and it's not good, but we'll talk to Luke's coming up on tomorrow's program. And, Josh, I got this very important update on Bedlam for Saturday from Dr. Kevin Clazel. Now, I haven't made it official yet. I haven't sent out the text, but I, I'm going to see. I'm going to see whether or not I'm going to be able to uh, get Dr. Clazel to come on with us and go in-depth on this forecast because – According to what he sent me this morning, today will be the warmest day of the week. And I don't know about you, but it was cold whenever I came to work this morning. There is a strong cold front arriving this evening. Tomorrow, in the 30s, with wind chills around the 20, even a slight chance for flurries. And then Saturday, cold with a low in the 40s. And temperatures will fall after sunset into, wait for it, the 20s by the end of the Bedlam game. Because let's remember, you might hear cold and 40, and you're like, ah, it's not too bad. This game doesn't kick off till 6.30. And in fact, as I saw yesterday, like 6.44 is when I think they'll officially kick it off on Saturday night. So bundle up. We'll get Dr. Clazel on. We'll dive into some uh, OU Bedlam breakdowns with Lugs, and obviously we'll spend the next few days kind of getting after it, or the next few shows getting after it. So it's a tight program today, Josh, is what I'm getting at. We're at Cavens. Gary's going to come on in the 9 o'clock hour. We haven't talked to him uh, in a long time in this stance of the program. Coach Blankenship at 10.05. Justin Jones, am I right with this one, Josh, at 10.45 today? The Norman North coach? You got it. That's correct. And then Joey Helmer from OUinsider.com at 11.05 a.m. You know, I like to ask you this question on a Thursday on game week. Has anything as you've dug and started to dot some I's and cross some T's, has anything kind of changed how you feel about what kind of your perspective is what maybe even some storylines might be for you as it pertains to Bedlam on Saturday? Anything? I don't know that during this week it has, but just Spitzer Sanders' health alone has, yes, changed right. changed the approach and thought process going into this game. If Spitzer Sanders was fully healthy, Plank, I don't think OU's winning this game. But the fact that he's not, I think, is a big swing in the direction of the Sooners. Isn't it wild to see how the perception has changed of Spencer Sanders? And I still don't think he's been all that great for them. But 
I mean, literally, there were points over what each of the last maybe three years where you could say that fans were ready to, to see someone else take the take the reins. But it's I don't know if it's a credit to him. I well, let me rephrase that. It's definitely a credit to him. I don't know if it has to do with the the skill set that he's continued to to develop or the skilled players around him, but it's it's arguably up there. Right, let, let me give you a let me give you an idea. You know they always say first impressions are the most important thing, right? Spencer Sanders' first impression that first game against Oregon State was was a wow, right? But kind of the rest of that year and into his second season as a starter, there weren't a ton of there, there was more frustrations than there were celebrations because you would consider it like a like a soul crushing turnover that you knew was coming at some point with Sanders. Some Oklahoma State fans now might say that ain't true. You guys know. Put yourself in where you were and what would that be, Josh? Nineteen and twenty, and and even at parts of twenty one, right? It's, I'm not saying he was bad. I'm just saying he would make those kinds of mistakes where you're just you're like, what what are you looking at? And and he'll still do it today. And he did it last year against Baylor. What was it six turnovers against Baylor? But I digress. You know, you have friends sometimes when you first meet him. You're like this. This dude's the worst. Can't stand this guy. If I have to be around him again, I'm, I'm, I'm bailing. But something happens and it kind of changes your perception of him, right? Maybe you bond over a sports conversation or complaints about something with the kids, whatever it might be, right? There's always way that you can 180 on people in your life. I kind of feel like Spencer Sanders has 180 to where, you know, there were times when. Man, Shane Illingsworth can't be making these kind of mistakes. Got to give him a shot, which was a very abbreviated short amount of time. But I think this dude has been one of the great 180s in kind of changing the perception of him in not just his own fan base, but across the Big 12 in college football. I mean, you, you don't see this very often, especially at the quarterback position, right? Usually that perception changes when you transfer somewhere else. See Hidden Hooker over at Tennessee right now, right? That's where it's like, whoa, this dude's really something else. I mean, it's wild to me, and not I don't I'm not disagreeing with you, but Josh, it's wild to me to think that, you know, you go back like, well the difference, as long as Spencer Sanders can play, Oklahoma State is okay. That's a credit to the job that he's done in incremental improvements every single year with Oklahoma State. Well, and it's a commentary too in this Bedlam game that Neither team is comfortable with the guy behind its starter, right? Now, that is true, too. That is true, too. How dare you bring this back to some common sense as well. <laughs> Not sitting here trying to lose my mind about Spencer Sanders, but it is. And, oh, they don't have anything at the backup position. Here's the one thing that has changed for me with Oklahoma State. Man, they cannot stop the run. Now, I know Oklahoma can't stop the run either, but at the very least, Oklahoma has proven to be much better running the football than Oklahoma State has. Oklahoma State currently is just inside the top 100 nationally of rushing offenses. Oklahoma State's uh, Oklahoma's got a top 15 rushing offense. Rushing defenses, if stats matter to you. Oklahoma State comes in uh, 89th. Oklahoma is 120th, ranked in stopping the run. 
So there is one area where something's got to give in the OSU offense versus the OU defense on that front. But the thing that's been magnified to me, Josh Helmer, I think Eric Gray can have a big-time day. He's had a couple in a row now. But I just I don't see OSU being able to effectively stop the run. Now, you, I know the counter there. Was Oklahoma going to be able to? OU, in my mind, Josh, has at least shown the ability this year to consistently run the football where Oklahoma State has not. I think it's the number one thing in this game you feel the most confident about for Oklahoma is OU's ability to run the football with Eric Gray. And beyond that, there's probably some questions across the board, whether it's at quarterback for OU, whether it's the consistency across the board. I'm, look, Marvin Mims has had a couple of untimely drops. I'm not even singling him out per se. Just the, the across-the-board skill guys for Oklahoma, <laughs> knowing what you're going to get, right? I don't even know that mm-hmm. Oklahoma fans feel like they know what they're going to get in that regard. But running the football, absolutely. Defensively, <laughs> crapshoot across the board. Yeah, Absolutely. So therein lies a very boring, but to me, very necessary key for Oklahoma to be able to control if they're going to come out with their bowl-eligible clinching sixth win of the season, which is something that is still wild to me that I'm saying as we enter the last two games of the season. So that's something that I feel like I've learned. That's something that I feel like maybe I knew, but has been hammered home to me as I prepare for Saturday night. All right, when we come back, there was one thing from Coach Venable's press conference that we didn't get to that I wanted to talk about. Uh, We'll play it for you next. Gary's going to join us coming up after the bottom of the hour, and as we mentioned, got a big high school hour. Bill Blankenship, Owasso head football coach, is going to join us. Justin Jones, Norman North head football coach, is going to join us in hour two, plus Joey Helmer around the corner right here on the ref. Hi, Josh. I just realized something really bad during the break. I completely and totally forgot to bring my audio cl- <laughs> my audio device. So I am sending you the Brent Venables clip from today, or for today. Got it. Which, it th- which I thought was a really, really good question. As it pertains to, hey, now that I think John Shin asked it, um, trying to make sure I give proper credit here as we welcome you back into the Plank Show live from Cavens Construction, Cavens Construction Group, environmental, you name it, mold, fire, trauma, odor, carpet cleaning, air duct cleaning, dryer vent cleaning. They've got you covered, 405-573-3048 or 918-282-7612 here in hour one of the Plank Show, which speaking of home needs is brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. Holiday specials going on from Van Hoos Fence. Purchase 100 feet of fence and receive a free gate. Let me tell you something. Someone who just had to pay for a gate. It's a big deal, people. A huge deal. Take advantage of it. Good for new or replacement fencing and financing is available. Mark and Tessa got you covered at vhfence.com or 405-735-735. One one six seven. All right, did you get the clip? <laughs> did I fill long enough in making sure we took care of our sponsors so I can play this real quick? You did, yes. Just give me like two more seconds. All right. So I thought John Shin asked a really good question. And in in all of the conversations that we've had about Oklahoma this year, one that many people 
in some ways aren't as forgiving for and in others are is that Brent Venables is a first-time head coach. Now, I understand there are some people that would say, well, look what's going on here, but no, the LSU is having success. Brian Kelly, very long-tenured head coach from his time at Cincinnati to Notre Dame and prior to that. Same for Lincoln. You know, Lincoln was the head coach at Oklahoma since, what, 17? So he's he's got he's got five years of experience, five seasons of experience heading into this year. Uh, the success of Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes got fired at Cal. He got fired at Cal. But he's been through... He's been through the battles. Dan Lanning would be the one example to where you're like, all right, well, there's a guy that doesn't have a lot of any uh, head coaching experience and is sitting right now with an 8-2 and two Oregon team. So there's your, there's your one kryptonite to it. But for the most part, the guys that are having success right now are guys who have some coaching experience. So Brent Venables was asked by John Shin yesterday, hey, has it been different? You know, knowing that now you're the guy, you're the head coach, and just about that adjustment and improving as a head coach. I'm sure. I mean, you're, yeah. I mean, I think I would, I would, I'd be lying if I if I said, you know, in five years from now, uh, uh, I'm not, uh, that I wasn't better than what I was in year one. You know, that just just like when I first became a linebacker coach, Bill Snyder finally said, all right. I'm going to hire you on an interim, interim basis. And in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I, I have no idea uh, about my Brown rules as a coverage. I'm like, God, I don't even know Brown yet. i got to get Brown now. But I'm like celebrating. I'm like, I had a lot of work to do. And I'm a lot better than I was in, in that year. Uh, uh, and I, can, I always try to help the support guys, all the GAs and the analysts, same thing. I'm like, when I was a GA, I was nowhere close to your knowledge, your the depth of what you can do, or the quality of what you do, the, the things that you know, I have nowhere close to that, to where you're at right now. And, and um, so there's, there's, there's a natural maturation for everybody, you know. Uh, if, you're, if you're honest with yourself, if you have those three A's I always talk about to create change and improvement, uh, you know, awareness and, you know, accountability and action and, and you know, I'm always, I've, I've, I've always tried to learn from others. And, and learn from myself through experiences, you know, both good and bad. And uh, the times that I've been at, at, at my best, just personally speaking, is through the, the toughest moments, uh, whether it's death in the family, uh, losing a player, uh, losing a game in, in a way we did not represent ourselves the right way. And all of those things fuel you, um, give you different perspective and you learn and grow through that as difficult and challenging as it is you self evaluate you know and even through through wins and success I'll be honest there's all kinds of opportunities to grow and improve through um, through the success and I, th- I think well-managed failure is what it's all about yeah you know that's what make or breaks you you know well-managed success is a big thing what happens through all kinds of success everybody starts to get complacent one hand on the wheel uh, it's all about me, and people just start to lose their edge, and they they lack ability to grow and improve. And then through through loss and failure, you know, I think again, well managed. All right, you point the finger, blame everybody. It's not my fault. That's one way. 
uh, oh, I got to get rid of all these players and get my own guys. That's that's one way, and or you know you you uh, you have another approach, and uh, it starts with yourself. It starts with a man in the mirror. Uh, that's where it should always start, and and so anyway, uh, I I don't know if I answered your question. I think I did, uh, and you know that's all again just part of going uh, you know again on the journey, head coach or not, you know. Uh, whatever position, whatever role you have. I think that's fair to say. There you go. There you go. Brent Venable's talking about Yeah, a good one from Sean. He's like, Marcus Freeman. Yeah, and Marcus Freeman's lost three games, too. I mean, he lost earlier this year to Marshall so and Stanford. So I'm not going to get – I know everyone's falling in love with Notre Dame and how they're playing late in the season, but – Go watch that second half of the game against Navy, and you'll get a lot of second-half OU defensive vibes against West Virginia. Still won the game, though, and that's all that matters. But should there be – here's the question that comes from it, in my opinion. And I'd love to hear the different responses off the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. I heard that, and a topic just absolutely popped in my head. Should there be a more forgiving mindset when it is hammered home that it is the first year of being the shot call, uh, ball, uh, I don't know what the next line is. My wife does, though. 20-inch blades on the Impala. There you go, because that's where I forget and my wife takes over whenever we're singing it. Um, I don't know, Josh. There's a part of me that says, sure, and and maybe guys like myself – and I've learned a lesson, absolutely learned a lesson. Maybe calms down a little bit more about, you know, maybe being a little bit more cynical about things when you are 3-0 and or even 3-1, and right? Maybe being a little bit more, maybe my best isn't my standard. I'll take too many things for granted, right? Um, but I also, you know, start looking at things like there was a bonus for seven wins, Whenever his contract became public, I mean, I, I and by the way, I heard Bob Prisbillo bring that up on the unofficial 40. You know, there, Josh was talking about his conversations with recruits and how in a lot of ways they don't seem too shocked or concerned about things, right? So I, I don't – is this something to where at the core of it, not to say five and five is okay, Josh, by any stretch of the imagination. But of all the things that are mentioned and talked about, are we not forgiving enough? Are we not taking into account that this is Brent's first time being a head coach? I think that probably there's been plenty of discussion about it's Brent Venable's first year being a head coach. Okay. All right. There's there's been a lot of that. I, I you know. We'll see, right? We'll see how next I don't, year okay, plays Okay, let me out. let me pause. Let me pause. Where? Because I don't feel like we hear it a lot on this show. Oh, I don't feel like every, there's anyone. Every day we get text messages about that. No, no, no. I meant from the perspective of, hey, it's his first year. Everybody, calm down. I don't feel like I see a ton of that. Maybe one every other day. Usually, it's to me. Hey, how come this is working at TCU and it's not here? How come this is happening there and it's not happening here? And I'm not saying that uh, which side I fall on it. I just maybe I need to pay more attention to the Air Comfort Solutions text line then because if it is, I'm not seeing it a ton. Yeah, 
I, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty evenly s- split between the two, right? And this is why I say we're headed for that infighting offseason where there's a lot of people that feel like, hey, cool it, cool it, it's year one. And then there's other people that are kind of what you're saying. Yeah, well, what about year one for Marcus Freeman? What right. about year one for Coach Sonny Dyke? Sure. And on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just I, – I guess at the core of it, it's not, hey, he's a first-year head coach. It's, hey, he's still learning his process. Now, I, I would counter my own point by saying – He's surrounded by some pretty good dudes, man. They've got some guys that have been through this and understand how to handle things. And I will say, I think everyone's kind of feeling their way through certain processes, even when it comes to how we handle post game, right? You know, think think about. Just, I mean, last last home post game, um, I was in there with the media, right? Just as we continue to learn what that process is going to be like. So, I, I feel like it's a learning process. Now, you would hope that by the tenth game. And maybe there is, right, a lot of things that have been worked through and hashed through. But if you say we're seeing it a lot, then I'm, maybe I'm just missing it. Because I I feel like that comparison is usually to, well, why isn't it doing what Lincoln's doing at USC? Pretty much the same team whenever we, we all know it's not. Maybe it's, just a, maybe it's just one of those things whenever it comes to being, I don't even want to use the term an excuse, but at least – a path to understanding some of the struggles that many people have already looked at and said, yeah, I'm not going to allow that to be something that with what he's paid and knowing the details of his contract, I'm not going to allow that to be an excuse at all, right? There's going to be people that live in that category and in that world. Indeed, and Brent Venable's been around a bunch of successful people as we've talked about ad nauseum, right? I mean, this is someone right. that, yeah, it's his first year as a head coach, but – I mean, he's he's been in charge of a lot over the course of his coaching career, and I get that obviously it's a massive adjustment and it's the first year as a head coach, and sure, there can be some forgiveness there, but Brent Venables knew what he was getting into, and there's a learning curve, sure. no doubt, but, you know, uh, yeah, the the forgiveness, it's if there is forgiveness, okay, there's there's been 10 weeks of it. It's over now. <laughs> All right, 405-651-3439 if you want to jump in on that on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, we can. Or the old school way, 405-329-9000. Uh, Gary Cavins is going to join us coming up here in just a bit. Plus, we mentioned a lot on high school football in hour number two. Bill Blankenship, uh, Owasso head football coach Justin Jones, Norman North head football coach coming up, and Joey Helmer from OUinsider.com at 11 a.m. right here on The Ref. Go back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh on Plank. We spend most of our Thursdays here with our buddy Gary Cavins at Cavins Construction, and he joins us right now. Okay, I'll ask that question to you. Which, which why we talk Brent Venables, okay? And I brought up that maybe at times we forget that he's a first-year coach because we've seen so much, and this is his first time being a head coach. Uh, maybe the bad – and Josh says, I feel like we hear it all the time. Um. In Gary Caven's season ticket holder's opinion, is it something that we forget about sometimes and should be having a little bit more grace for? Or when it's OU and when you have the staff that you have, you got to go and you got to win. So there shouldn't be that grace there since it's your first time as a coach. I mean, of course, you're going to ask me the most loaded question. Sorry about that. No, welcome into the show, Gary. (laughs) CavensConstruction.com. No, definitely. uh, You know, in my opinion, you know, let's. You know, he needs to get in there and 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 ha- get, get 
get his roots, you know, planted firmly and, and get in there, you know, and he needs a little bit of time to make things right. You know, let's not forget the team was shelled last year mm-hmm. and um, he came into a gutted team and he's stepping in and he's, he's trying to put all the pieces together and, and make it better. And, um, you know, sometimes that's a process. Absolutely. Um, all right, sorry. Didn't mean to sabotage you with, like, no, this no, heavy no. hitting. I mean, it's a great question. It's a great question. <laughs> well, it's what, it's what we're fighting about today. So it's a different day. It's a different fight. But, yeah, and, I mean, everybody's got their opinion on it. You know, it's OU. We want to be number one mm-hmm. every year, every year. But, you know, you know, let's face it, the old coaching staff left us kind of gutted. And the timing of it is still very, very wild, too. I mean, yeah. literally two weeks before signing day. Um, but listen, let's not get fired up about Lincoln Riley here. Let's get fired up about Cavens Construction and Environmental right. Right. Uh These are nice. Are these new? Uh, this this helps me out quite a bit yeah, with yeah, all the we, stuff that you've done. Yeah, me and Perry have been working on those for a while. I'm still waiting on a couple of things from Perry and Mark. I'm not calling them out or anything. There you go, Mark. There you go, Perry. <laughs> you've been served by Gary this morning. But, uh, no, those are great, and I love them. I love them. Basically, what I'm talking about is Gary has, for those of you that might be in the the business of truly understanding what Cavens is all about, right, beyond just going to their website at cavensconstruction.com, you've got these pamphlets now where you can hand out, and it shows you, like, the process, what you did at Sooner Bowl, the process of uh, Pinkberry and Norman and helping build it. It shows you how you helped out with – what is this for the ROTC? Is that for the Marines? What is that? that that's for the Marine recruiting Ooh, on Main Street. Look at that. Um, over on Campus Corner doing work, the candy store inside the mall. It's a great vision, you know, where you can put your hands on it and see it, of what Cavens is all about, Gary. It is, and we've created these great inserts. Like now you've got the environmental yep. insert, and then we've got a couple – Perry's working on another environmental insert. They'll go in there to the customers, too. And we, we go out there and we hand these prospective clients when they call us and we want to meet us and talk about us. And it just gives them a little bit more information about our company because we do so much different things from, you know, being commercial maintenance contractors. There's so much out there. And then being an environmental remediation restoration contractor, you know, there's so much that we do there. And then also doing the roofing, which I know Chris is going to come talk a little bit later, Chris Smith. But, you know, you know, there's just so many different um, things that we do that we have out there for our Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Kansas, and Dallas that we can do for you. Now, um, I don't know if you've noticed this or not. I know sometimes I have to tell you what's going on with the weather around here. <laughs> but it's pretty cold outside, and it's going to get colder. So homeowners, property owners, business owners, Gary, this can become a problematic time because We've had a freeze, but I don't think we've had anything quite like what we're going to see over this weekend and into next week. You got to be prepared. That's right. You've got to be prepared. Um, you got to be smart. You got to make sure the heat's on. You got to make sure the faucets are dripping. You got to make sure that your hoses aren't hooked up. You know, there's there's things that you need to do at your home and your business to make sure that you know uh, you're not going to have a water emergency. But if you do have a water emergency, and what I mean by water emergency, if you have a pipe break, a sewage backup. Um, you know, any kind of flooding in your home and you need water, emergency water extraction, we can help 24 7, 365. Structural drying, we can do that too. Um, and, you know, the great thing about Cavens, if you call us, it's a one stop shop. We can send our plumbers out there to resolve the pipe break, repair it, because we have licensed plumbers on staff. Then you can turn around and we can do 
the remediation, water extraction, the structural drying, and then we can build back if there's anything that has to be tore out that's damaged or all that. And then on top of that, we can work with your insurance company. And if your insurance company is being a little bit of a burger, we can go talk to our friends at Brown O'Haver, <laughs> and they can step in and take over and help. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great deal uh, for Cavens when it comes to water, mold, crime scene, trauma, blood cleanup, tear gas cleanup, um, fire, um, you know, it's, we're, we're, we truly are a one-stop shop and we can help you out with that stuff. And, and the same on the commercial maintenance side, you know, commercial doors, flooring, cabinetry, ceilings, um, you know, plumbing, you know, so much. So there's so much that we can do to help, um, you at your business on the commercial maintenance side and on the commercial environmental side, we can help out commercial and residential. So we do residential and commercial on the environmental side. You see how busy Gary is. He can't even get away from it. It's amazing around here. Now, um, if you have something happen, as you mentioned, immediately you guys can be there to help. That's right. That's right. We have guys that are trained. We have trucks and equipment that is staged and standby in, in bays here at our facility. Um, we have three different trucks that are for water, emergency water sh- response, and they are staged and ready to respond as quickly as possible um, each and every time somebody calls. And we have some of the most state-of-the-art equipment. We've also invested into a new water extraction vehicle this year, and we've brought in um, hundreds of thousands of dollars of structural drying equipment this year. Um, we've just kind of stepped up our game on the environmental side all the way around when it comes to water uh restoration, remediation, and mold and trauma and crime scene. Best advice we can give is to pick up the phone and call Amanda. She can help you out at 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Or go to Cavens Construction, cavensgroup.com, and it's all right there. Anything we need to make sure we hit on? We're going to talk roofing with Chris next hour. That's right. right? That's right. Just uh, You know, we just got to go out there and beat OSU. Got to get it up. But how is – so this is a house divided. It is a house know divided. this about the Cavens. And it's a serious game. Yes, you know, it's it, big. It's very embarrassing when you go to the game with your wife, and she's an OSU, and you're sitting in the donor section, and you're you're an OU, and everybody's looking at you like you're crazy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I think she's listening. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, all right. But no, uh, straight up, you know, it, I mean, it, we are house divided, and, and her side of the family takes it very seriously. Really? It's hard to watch, and our side does too, but it's very hard to watch that game together because it gets very heated. Very I see, heated. I see a future bit for us we we take a we send a camera guy along just to follow the cavens <laughs> on OUOSU that would be a good one <laughs> that would be a that would be awesome one for sure thanks Gary I appreciate Thank you, you so man. much Chris that's Gary Cavens this is where we spend our Thursdays out here at Cavens Construction at CavensConstruction.com all right a couple of quick headlines from last night before we grab a timeout and hit the air comfort solutions text line how about Texas how about Texas Texas Longhorns take care of business. They crush Gonzaga last night. How about my upset hitting, Josh? Three points in the column. Let's go. Trying to stay alive in the Ref Royal Rumble. No no action love. Congratulations. No love. Who on. did you pick? Picked Eastern Michigan. Oh, man. Eastern Michigan. What a yep. slam dunk. You love those little, like, midweek surprise, let's take a Mac team. Yeah, I, I, I pulled it. I pulled it out last week, and oh no, I'm sorry, two weeks ago, and it worked. And then I, let's see, when did I do it again? I how well, I I tried to do it a couple weeks ago and it didn't. But two of the three weeks of Maction, hold on, no, that's wrong. 
the only two weeks I've picked a Maction game I've won. Because last week I tried to go with the uh, I, I tried to go with Tulsa, and they got Tulsa, and they got smoked by Navy. But thank you, Maction, for keeping me somewhat alive in the Ref Royal Rumble. But I I feel like I feel like I'm on the ten yard line without any timeouts, and I've got like a minute to go in the game, and it's the NFL where there's no clock stoppages unless you go out of bounds. I pretty much need a miracle to pull this off. But a baby step the right way, Eastern Michigan won. Did you even catch the aesthetics of Western Michigan, Central Michigan last night in the snow? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was great. I didn't get to watch a lot of that game because it was right smack dab, really both of those games, when I was doing uh, my coach's show. But but I I did see, whoa, it's like a blizzard over there. It looks great. Yeah, it was great. It's the only way I could get my kids to watch TV with me for a little bit because it was snowing. So Western Michigan, Miami of Ohio, and Eastern Michigan win in, in action last night. But, well, much more important than that is, of course, that the Thunder went on the road in Washington on a step back, last second three by Shea Gilgis Alexander, who scored 42 points after game one this season. I told you, I think that dude's going to win the scoring title this year. And it doesn't look like, unless... That plantar fasciitis kicks in, you know, or there's an injury. It doesn't look like there's anything that's going to slow him down this year. Teams do not have an answer for him. So really, really good to see the Thunder get a win last night. We'll go more in depth on that later. All right. So the question of the hour, the question on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, Have has there been, have I don't know if the word would be forgiving, but has there not been enough, made of the fact that this is a first-time head coach. Does it matter in your mind? Is it irrelevant? Is it something that we should take into consideration when you think about the struggles to 5-5? Five and five? Or do you look at it and say, my God, man, come on, he's got, a, he's got a massive contract. He's got all his guys here. Why are you making excuses on that front? We'll hit up the Air Comfort Solutions text line and your thoughts next right here on The Ref. All right, uh, real quick, let's get to the phones. Bill Blankenship is coming up at – 10.05 with us, and literally I'm so excited to talk to him about the Owasso football program and how things have been going with him. I can't wait. Uh, Justin Jones, head coach at Norman North, also next hour, and Joey Helmer at 11. Right now, though, let's say hello to our man, True Sooner. What's going on, True? How are you? Hey, what's going on, Plank? I'm, it, I'm it's another in. day in paradise, it's pretty nice out. You guys are talking about it being cold. This is this is this is pretty nice. I mean, I don't think it's that bad. When it's sunny and you know it's not spitting rain or anything, and you know it could be a lot worse because I worked out in it. So you know, uh, but I was going to say I'm I'm kind of in between you and Josh. I think on this, you know, this Venables excuse thing for the first year. I I see both sides of it. I mean, I I and I feel like. I feel like it is, you know, you've got to give him a break. The dude's got to have three years. I mean, he's got to have that, and he has to have his recruits, and he's got to have all that because, what, you know, the program being gutted, all that stuff. But what's kind of head-scratching for me, when there's also there's there's coaches that are doing well. We know about landing and all that stuff. And they, but the mm-hmm. things that's head some of the stuff that's kind of head-scratching to me is some of the decisions that have been made, you know, when to kick a field goal, when not to kick a field goal, when to – when to go for it on fourth down, when not to go. It just seems like it's kind of like kind of all over the place. Is that is that fair or 
Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. You've had to do this a couple of times with me. Um, what do you feel like is all over the place? Well, like it seems like he does. It seems like like last week it was kind of weird kicking the field goal in the rain, right? I mean, right. that was kind of. I mean, that was okay. a little odd. But then later, but then later on, he he went for it on fourth and five, but then he didn't go for it on fourth and one. I mean, there's just there's little, and, and I know there's you know he's got people in his ear, and I, I just think it's kind of like it. it Kind of all over the place as far as his uh, his thoughts on when to go for it on four. I think he's he's from old school defense. You know, he wants to he wants to play field position and he wants to flip the field sometimes. But in today's game, you know, analytics are telling you different things. I think he's a little he's just he's confused a little bit. Is that fair or not? He's got a lot of help. So you've got a former head coach and Matt Wells on the sidelines. You got a former head coach up in the booth with Ted Roof, but it it almost it's a fair point to say, all right, maybe there's moments where should have gone for it instead of kicked a field goal, right? Or or maybe should have kicked instead of go for it. I understand what you're saying, but a lot of those decisions, you know, you I don't want to say it's analytics based with Brent. But you kind of had made some of those decisions beforehand. Saturday had a major yeah. wrench thrown into things because of the weather, right? Uh, but right. but I oh, understand yeah. what you're saying. It would be very confusing if if you're watching. You're like, why we do this here, not then? Yeah. Well, and and I think it's just one of those things that can be fixed easy, you know. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call, True. All right, we've got a full 10 a.m. hour coming up of some high school football talk. Bill Blankenship. We'll be on the show coming up next, and we'll talk Owasso football right here on The Ref.